They're not good enough to start. They're not even good enough to play. But they do talk a good game. So come join Lou and Jose from the sidelines where all the best sports discussions happen anyway. Welcome in to the Bench Warmers Podcast. Welcome into the program, everyone. I am Lou Ruggieri. That is Jose Ortiz. And this is the Bench Warmers Podcast. Wherever, whenever, and however you have to be listening, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day, week, month, life to spend it with us. We're going to try to make it worth your while. This is Season 2, Episode 48, our 98th show overall, closing in on that century mark. I don't know what that means, but it's exciting. Uh, We have quite the show ready to go for you. You can go back and listen to all of our previous shows, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Odyssey. You know where to get us. Uh, If you're listening, just go back there and keep listening. So our bracket, our March March Madness, I mean, obviously we're well past March at this point, but we did a bracket for uh, King of the Candy Store because we don't really like college basketball, but everyone loves brackets. So we decided to do candies and candy bars and pit them against each other and we uh are finishing up this week this last week was the final four and we're going to find out who's going into the championship round next week uh jose has a vote i have a vote and then we took a fan vote as the third tiebreaker so we'll see who won and who's moving on and who's going home and that is coming up in just a little bit which is very exciting it's my favorite thing we do all year which is funny because it's it's a sports show, so I like things that are more sporty, but I don't know. It's just more fun. Maybe next time we should do something like best sports nicknames or like best sports movies, have a bracket that way so that yeah. we can tie it in to sports. Although best sports nicknames, I just don't know how you get better than like, like Megatron. The, the Megatron, the answer, you yeah. know, King James. Like it's just kind of I mean, Air Jordan. Yeah, we're 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 going down. Maybe we've stumbled onto something here. Yeah. Uh, we could we might be able to start that up after we're done with this one. We'll see. We can reel it back into sports. Uh, but speaking of sports, this is basically a football-related show, and so there is there's not a lot of football talk, so we're going to get through it, um, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, it's one of the few weeks we've seen recently that uh, have not has not had a lot of action. Um, the draft is coming up in a little while, so maybe everybody's kind of staying hush hush and quiet until the draft. It seems like so. A couple moves, uh, and Jose, we'll start off with one that I, I, I begrudgingly and regretfully feel like I have to bring up first. And that is my uh, dark horse MVP candidate, Debo Samuel, who plays for your San Francisco 49ers, has officially requested a trade from said 49ers. And we talked about this a little last week. He pulled the uh, Kyler Murray passive aggressive, you know, pull all my 49ers, my team logo stuff from my social media as sort of a little hint and sure enough, here we are. Uh, he requests a trade, which, I mean, I, I'll let you decide how you feel about this because this is, you know, it's your team. He's your easily your best player. And, I mean, it, it sucks. I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, I you know, I, I think I was texting you about this on, on a personal fan level. You know, I'm frustrated. I just want him to, to play and shut up, right, and, and, and all that stuff. But... I'm I'm gonna remain consistent with the things I've been saying on this show. Uh, it doesn't matter what you know what team. Like the NFL owners and teams have created this situation. You don't see this happening in Major League Baseball all the time. You don't see this happening in National Basketball Association all the time, right? It's all it's all you just people just play out their contracts. And why is that? Because in year five of your eight year contract, you're not going to get cut because you suck. 
That's not what happens in the NFL, NBA. Right. That's not what happens in Major League Baseball. That's what happens in the NFL, where a guy like Bobby Wagner, who is playing at an all-pro level, gets cut with three years left on his contract. So if you're a, an athlete in the NFL, you have to know that your day is coming. You're not going to get to leave on your terms. Right. And playing even one year at, a, at less value than you're worth is not really a smart career move. And, and you know, I, I want him to be a team player and, and just say, hey, you know, we, you know, we can do something special here. But at the end of the day, a Super Bowl really benefits the team more than it benefits any other actual player. Uh, I don't know that Debo Samuel is going to earn as much money as he would have earned. So, I, like, I guess the only thing he can do at this point is, hey, if you don't want to pay me, then trade me and someone else will pay me. And as the 49ers, as a, on look, me looking at the 49ers, I just want them to pay him. It's like, stop this BS. If you have a guy who's, play, who's per, overperforming, pay the person. Yeah. Just like if you have a person who's underperforming, you're going to cut them. Be fair on both sides. I, I just don't see how in any, any organization at any, in any job, how you could have, a, have under, overperforming uh, employees who are being underpaid and then expect them to be happy about it. And so um, this is what the, the NFL has done this to themselves. Yeah, and I think you know on the on the heels of you know Devonte Adams getting a was yep. a twenty eight and a half million dollar per season extension. Tyreek Hill got a contract that's averaging almost I think thirty million dollars a season. Stephon Diggs got a monster extension. I mean Debo, he's right there. You know he's right. You could you know that's that's one two three four in almost any order. I think you know you can make for wide best mm-hmm. wide receiver in the league. And you know the thing that's that's confusing a little bit with the 49ers is that. They have Trey Lance on a rookie contract, and Jimmy Garoppolo's not making. I mean, by by contrast to this, you know, recent salaries. I mean, he's he's getting paid peanuts, which I mean, it's funny to say that he's you know, he's making what twenty seven million dollars a year or whatever. But still, that's there's a huge huge amount of money that the 49ers can use, and I don't see how you don't make Debo Samuel your best all around player. You know your number one priority. He wants an extension. Give the man an extension. Make him happy. This is uh, I found this this cool. Uh, see if you can get this. Uh, ESPN had a fun little fact about Debo. He said last season Debo Samuel became the first player since 1999 and just the third in NFL history to have at least a thousand receiving yards, five touchdown receptions, and five rushing touchdowns. Since I 1999. Can, yeah, I think you can guess the other one. Hmm. Uh, the first one since 19, the last one happened in 1999, and then the one before that is going to be a little tough. You know who he is because he was on the 49ers, but I don't know if it's. Wait, so so the 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 first one, the one in 1999 was on the 49ers. No, okay, the one before okay. him. Okay, yeah, that was so, that would have been like. Uh... So my 1999 guess, man, this is really tough. I he was. Uh... Uh, if I uh, if I say that, it's gonna give it away. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like I'm just trying to take myself back in in time. Pretty sure some... he was MVP that year. What? I think. Or... That means he was a receipt. Well, that Terrell da- Terrell Davis. Uh, no, you're close. Okay, because I thought he was MVP that season. That's why I was like, oh, Terrell Davis. Uh, I have no idea. I I don't even have a guess. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He was on the he was on the team with the MVP that year. He's a running back, Hall of Famer. Oh, oh, Marshall Falk. Yep, nailed it. Yes, and then the other one Marshall happened Falk. in 1985, 49ers. 
1985 49ers. Um, I'm going to say Roger Craig. Nailed it. Well done. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) And that is not, that was not rehearsed at all. You just (laughs) pulled that out of thin air. Good job. Yeah. So Debo should get paid. I think they should pay him. And honestly, if they, I mean, I'm hoping for at least, you know, for the 49ers sake and for your sake, truthfully, that this is kind of, this threat is going to get them to kind of like budge a little bit. Cause there's plenty, I mean, the, the amount of, damage that he could do on i mean think of the teams that he could go to that would just be insanity uh, it's just it's crazy to even think about so I, ho- I hope the 49ers make a good decision because wide receivers like debo don't come around very often at all and when you have one you should probably hang on to him and not be left yeah. but yeah i was just gonna just say just a note to the nfl like if you want this to stop happening you have to fully guarantee contracts that's just the only way it's going to happen. It just mm-hmm. This is going to continue to happen, and fans are going to continue to get upset because every third year, oh, my third year, it's time for a new contract. It's going to keep happening unless you make contracts fully guaranteed. Yeah, otherwise you're going to get stuck, uh, you know, kind of sitting there with really, really crappy wide receivers, which brings us to our next story. <laughs> uh, the Packers who lost out on Devontae Adams to the Raiders for that that $27.5 million deal a year, uh, have decided to sign not Debo Samuel, but Sammy Watkins. Yes, that Sammy Watkins. Yes, the Sammy Watkins that had uh, 27 receptions and 394 yards and one touchdown in 2021. Yes, the Sammy Watkins who has had 1,000-yard season back in 2015 and not another one since. And actually, you'd have to combine two out of the next any any of the next two seasons, and even then, it wouldn't even add up to a thousand yards in a lot of cases. So, uh, yeah, good job, Green Bay. I guess if this was, I think when you told me about this, I think the first thing I said was, you know, if it was 2014, I'd be really excited about this. But I, I don't. The Packers just baffle me. It's like I feel like they're just the, whoever's making decisions is stuck in like a like six years in the past. It just feels like they're always signing people that are past their prime, that are kind of just, I, I, I don't understand what they're doing. Like Sammy Watkins is going to, here, here's what's going to happen. Sammy Watkins is going to play, I'll say, I'll put the over under at two and a half games. <laughs> and, no, three, we'll say three and a half. We'll be optimistic. Say three and a half, but I would take the under. He's going to get hurt and that's going to be it. And then they're going to be back to having well, Alan Lazard and I, I don't know who. Because MBS is gone too. Yeah. So Robert Tunyon and Alan Lazard. I, I I will say this. Like I, I agree with you for the most part, but isn't Aaron Rodgers an all-time great quarterback? Isn't he a person who's supposed to be able to elevate the talent around uh, you him? Can't, you can't elevate somebody who's on the bench. Listen, he elevated freaking Alan Lazard. Yes, but I mean, Alan Lazard I, wasn't on a stretcher with a, with a torn <laughs> hamstring after three I mean, I, Yes, yeah. If you're going to say, I mean, obviously, if you're assuming he's going to get hurt, then it's fine. I just, he's absolutely going to get hurt. I, I try to just go with the, op, with the you know, because like, like, it's the NFL, right? At any point in time, anyone could get hurt, right? I know certain players get hurt more than others, but it's just, it's the NFL. It, it's so, Aaron Rodgers could get hurt. It's just, that's just the nature of the game. I mean, he started, I, eight, he started 18 games in the last two seasons combined. He started them, or how many did he play in, though? Because starting means, means you're not a starter. Right? At least he hasn't been a starting qual- caliber player 
for quite some time. Yeah. Which is kind of speaks to your point anyway. Right. I just, I just, I, I, I agree. I just, you know, I, I'm kind of looking at Aaron Rodgers though. Like, okay, well, I mean, who are you, who were you signing? What free agent was available that he was like, oh, you know what? We maybe Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Williams would have been someone that could have gone after. That's mm-hmm. like literally the only person. I'm trying to think of other wide receivers who were signed this offseason, and just like I'm trying to think of Amari Cooper. Was available. He was traded. He was traded. That was a trade. Well, he's still. I mean, the Packers could have traded for him. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I always wonder with the trades. Yeah. Yeah, I always wonder with that with the trades though. Right? Is it? It's like, hey, listen, we've got this person available. I'm going to call all 32 teams or all 31 other teams mm-hmm. and say, hey, listen, if you give me this and this, then we can trade that person. Or is it like one person calls you up and says, hey, I'm going to offer you this and this, and you say accept. So I I don't know if the Packers got the chance to match. On Amari Cooper, uh, so that's, that's I'm not sure how it works. That's the yeah. one thing I just because because we have seen that all the time where it's like, well, why wouldn't the 49ers trade for him? Why wouldn't the Cowboys trade for him? So maybe it's just the opportunity is not there for those teams to make the trade. You know, yeah, it's Cowboys possible. Maybe, you know, maybe didn't want to trade within in in conference or something. I I don't know. I do agree that they they have made some puzzling moves over the last few years. Not just this move, but you know, just as far because. I don't think Sammy Watkins is bad as a as a depth depth piece, you know, your fourth receiver or something off the bench, but to have basically no one on the team other than Alan Lazard who can step in and be a wide receiver is an indictment on their front office and the job they've done the last few years. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless Randall Cobb can somehow have a resurgent career in, uh, yeah, you know, going back to his old Green Bay days, but I don't think that that's going to happen. So I think. I think it's safe to say, I mean, this is Sammy Watkins. I mean, if he can't do it with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he couldn't do it with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So, I mean, I think maybe he's already kind of, we've seen the best of him. But if he, if Aaron Rodgers can't get something out of him, then I think no one can. So he's on his last chance, which leads us to one more thing before we take a break. And this is, I, we, we kind of started talking about this on the heels of Sammy Watkins, where just just listing a couple players, you know, kind of, not off the top of your head, but that players that, that really stand out as sort of this coming season being more or less their last chance to prove that they're not busts or disappointments or, you know, a co- just career underachievers. And that we came up with a few names, I think, and some more than others, but I just wanted to kind of go through a couple of them. And I, what did you say? I think the, <laughs> say the entire Giants <laughs> roster, I think is what you're... Well, it seems that way because, like, first of all, there's Saquon Barkley, right? Yeah. Saquon great, is huge. That's a great one. That's yeah, great, it's, phenomenal it's put up rookie up. year. Yeah, great, phenomenal rookie year. You're entering your fifth year. Basically, you've played 28 games total in the last three years, which, you know, it, it's, it's, so it's supposed to be sex. So I don't know what that is. It's supposed to be 48 games, I think, that should have been played over that time. So... Uh, that's a lot of games, you know, 20 games missed uh, over the last three years. He hasn't really been elite. He, we, we've seen flashes, you know, a run here, a game here, but hasn't really been a great player for a while. And I don't know if he's going to be out of the league next year, but he is not going to get that long-term second contract that he's looking for unless he balls out this year. Daniel Jones might just be out of the league. If if he doesn't perform this year, I mean, I'm not even sure there's a backup job for him. And then you look at guys like Kenny Galladay, uh, Sterling Shepard. There's a lot of team players on the Giants that are kind of just like, we don't know who you are. Are you a great player? Good player? Decent player? Are you a starter? Are you a backup? Are you not even NFL worthy? Those are all the different possibilities for uh, those Giants players. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's that's a good call. I mean, those those wide receivers that they're there too. I mean, you know, Sterling Shepard is another one. You know, he sounded like he had so much promise, and now he's just kind of yeah. like we don't. I mean, and uh, granted, it could be the chicken and the egg because it could be all Daniel Jones dependent. You know, you you can only if you've. <laughs> Quarterback's not that good, then the receivers aren't going to play that well either. And you know he's been they've been okay, but not not great. You know, so yeah, it actually kind of brings me to another player, Juju Smith-Schuster on the Chiefs. Uh, you know, he we've seen him be elite in his first two years with Big Ben at quarterback. Uh, we've kind of seen him fall off since then, and now he's on the Chiefs, where you get however you want to rank him, number one or number two quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes. So if you can't produce at an elite level now without Tyreek Hill there, when are you producing at an elite level? So I, I came up with a few quarterbacks came came to mind right off the top of my head, and I just wanted to I'll throw them out and see which ones you yeah. agree with the most. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, and Tua Tagovailoa all feel like they're on. I mean. Which okay, so which one of those feels like? I almost feel like Carson Wentz is past the prove it year. I feel like last year was his prove it year, and he kind of proved yeah. it, but he didn't really prove it. So this is maybe this is like an extended prove it year because he had good stats last year, but that team sorely underperformed in terms of playoff appearance. Even I would, say he's, the good, I would, I would say he's a good last chance player because if the if the Commanders make the playoffs this year, and maybe even win the division, or you know maybe they get into the wild card. They'll, they'll probably run it back with him and give him give him another shot. Baker Mayfield, I don't, I just don't know. Who, like, I don't. It's like it's like a game of musical chairs. Like, where is he going to be quarterback? I, I just don't know. Like, maybe his last chance was this past year because I just I don't know where he's getting a chance to start as of right now, uh, unless they just keep him on the bench in Cleveland for the next year and then, which would be dumb on their part. They may as well trade him and get something yeah. for him. Which you know, I, so two is the one guy where I would say I don't I don't think he's in a last chance guy. Like he literally has played one year as a starter, one year as a starter. And oh, he played like half a year as as a starter. Year and a half, and, yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't, he hasn't been awful. He hasn't been great. He's been okay. I mean, I I think he's been okay. And you know, we'll see. Like we're it's, to get an okay quarterback in the NFL draft is it seems like oh whatever you got an okay quarterback. That's not that easy getting an okay quarterback. So we'll see what he can do this year. I do think I will say this. I don't know who's going to be available on the trade market next year. If Tua is clearly clearly the reason that they don't uh, get where they think they need to get, I could see them being aggressive and going out and making a trade for someone, uh, whoever that quarterback might be. I I don't know who's going to be available, but you know, with Tyreek Hill, with Jalen Waddle, with you know, they, they brought in Raheem Mostert and um, uh, Chase Edmonds at running back. They, like they have some good offensive weapons. They, they, uh, I think they brought in Darren Armstrong to their offensive line as well. So if you can't get it done this year, then it's kind of like, well, who do we get? And you're probably not going to find your answer in the draft. That's the you know, that's the reality. A rookie's most likely not leading you any further than Tua. And I think that, in the first year, uh, they're I mean, that that their skill positions in totality between running backs, wide receivers and tight ends. I think that you make a case that the Dolphins have one of the best overall. Yeah. You know, skill position rosters in in the league. I mean, just based on just depth alone. I mean, they're they're loaded 
on all fronts. And so, again, it's just Tua feels like it's 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 going to be make or break, I think, because now it's there's no excuses. You know, it's just here. We gave you everything you could possibly need. You have two all world wide receivers. You have two great or very good tight ends. You have a slew of running backs that can catch out of the backfield and run up the middle and give you all these options and, you know, do all this kind of stuff. And their defense isn't bad either. I mean, they, they kind of underachieved a little bit last year, but we've seen them be, be really good. So I think it's put up or shut up time. Um, the other one, I think I forgot. I think James Winston is the one I forgot to yeah. in the, in the quarterback, uh, which I think, I think that he started to do it last year until he got hurt. And now I think it just got delayed a little bit because, you know, it's, and relatedly, I think you brought up Michael Thomas, which I thought was was brilliant because after he broke uh, the receiving the receptions <laughs> record, he basically disappeared from the planet. And yeah. so he broke Marvin Harrison's record, and then that was the end of it. And we haven't really seen him since because of whatever this feud, this ongoing feud is with the Saints. So, I, I mean, no one seems to know anything. If he's not, it's like he's just wasting away. And I don't, I kind of wish that he would. Get kind of his eyes, uh, you know, open his eyes and go, oh, wow, uh, I'm missing out on the best years of my career and I could really be making money. So maybe I should just go either do what Debo just did, make it get demand to be traded, demand to be paid or do something. But get out there and do it because you already got paid, though. I mean, we've seen the talent. Yeah, but okay, you can get paid again. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think James I think it's James's last stand, honestly. Uh, no James definitely. James definitely, because I think if you're like honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the the Saints drafted a quarterback this year, or like a second, yeah, you know, I just take a shot sure. on a second or third quarter, but third round quarterback. They have two first round picks this year, I believe. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them take a shot on a guy who's going to sit for a year. I I do think, while I do think it's like a person like Daniel Jones or Jameis Winston, they're basically off the team. Like like if they don't perform. You're done. They're, 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 that's it. We're going to draft someone over and start start everything over. I do think Tua has the advantage of going into his third season, having that fifth year option, and if he shows any progress this year, I think he's going to get the benefit of the doubt to run it back the next year, just because of the inability to just you just don't find these quarterbacks just laying around, and right. Tua is likely going to be their best option. Uh, yeah, unless they sign Baker Mayfield. Which I don't know if he's. Yeah. I don't know if that's an upgrade. <laughs> musical, but, yeah. It's like a game of musical chairs. And there's no chairs left for him. I don't. I don't really know yeah. what he's gonna do. I mean, he said he was on a podcast and he said that he he even thought that Seattle seemed like the best fit, but so far that hasn't really come to pass. So I'm curious. I mean, if you're Seattle, why would you trade for him, right? Why wouldn't you just wait the year out and just sign him with yeah, his with his true. value depressed? That's the one thing I don't think that like. By by them trading for Deshaun Watson and basically declaring that uh, Baker is either on the bench or or wh- you know whatever whatever's going to happen with him, they basically have depressed his value. And so now, why am I why am I trading for a guy that you're just going to release? No, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, you're absolutely right. So maybe that's exactly what they're doing. So <laughs> yeah, Baker's he's running out of time, and there's I mean there's only how many teams four maybe four teams left. Final, final four teams, which uh, we segues nicely into our next segment, which we're going to take a quick break and come back. The final four of our candy store bracket, which we're going to run through and see how each of these teams got here. And then we're going to run through the votes of this last week and see which 
candy bars, candies are moving on, and which ones are going home. So stick around for that right after this on the Benchwarmers Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Podcast. Follow along with us on the Benchwarmers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Benchwarmers Podcast, where being all talk is actually a good thing. Now back to the action, or talk, I guess. Welcome back to the program, everyone. Already in progress, I'm Lou Ruggieri, that's Jose Ortiz, and this is the Benchwarmers Podcast, episode uh, 48, season 2, our 98th show overall. Go back and listen iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, Anchor, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, keep going there. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at the Benchwarmers Podcast, and come and follow us along where we have been doing our King of the Candy Store, our 2022 bracket. We decided, and I'll just uh, reiterate for the thousandth time, uh, this show, we tried to be as genuine as possible with our information. And truthfully, things that we're interested in, we pay more attention to. Therefore, we're more knowledge about. Therefore, we feel comfortable sharing with you. College basketball is not one of those things. I don't think anybody, everybody that is in college basketball, into college basketball is kind of, not everybody, but there's a lot of liars out there. They get into it. You know, everyone kind of roots for laundry or a coach, and that's about it. Players are one and done. You don't really know who's on the team anymore. And we, yeah, Jose and I, we have enough going on in our lives where we don't need to try to crack down and get into the nitty gritty of college basketball. So we decided to take the best part of college basketball, which is the March Madness bracket, and apply it to something that we do know something about. And so we decided last year we did breakfast cereals, which was a raging success. I think Cinnamon Toast Crunch was our winner. Uh, it was a controversial win, I think, because some of the seeding was was up for debate, which, I mean, is going to happen because, you know, every year you can't always, there's injuries and there's things like, you know, you just, you have a tough schedule. I mean, you know, you never know how it's going to, how it's going to pan out. Same thing with this year. We did the king of the candy store and we are down to the final four, which is uh, Snickers, Reese's, Twizzlers, and Skittles. And so, uh, Jose, if you want to just recap how each of these got here, I guess we can kind of then move on and make our uh, see where we landed as far as who's moving on. Yeah, absolutely. So Snickers, our number one overall seed, uh, defeated uh, Mounds in round one, then crushed. It really hasn't been close at all. Crushed uh, the Crunch Bar in round two. Made it a little. It was a little closer in round three against uh, in the Sweet Sixteen. I'm sorry, in the Elite Eight against Twix, but Snickers, who uh, some of the voters have called uh, the perfect candy bar, so uh, Snickers is advanced to the Final Four through beating Twix, Crunch, and Mounds. Reese's uh, also kind of like a little bit of a, a little bit of an upstart in the in the rankings. Defeated. Milky Way and Hershey Kisses, and then, I'm sorry, Milky Way, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, defeated Milky Way, Hershey yep. Kisses, and then Reese's Pieces. I've mm-hmm. got it all messed up, uh, to get to the final four. And then Twizzlers defeated Mike and Ike and Swedish Fish, uh, in addition to Airheads, to get to the final four. And then Skittles went through Nounlaters in round one, Worthers in round two, and then Jolly Ranchers in the Elite Eight to get to the Final Four, which pits uh, Twizzlers against Skittles in the non-chocolate half of the bracket against Snickers and uh, Reese's on the other on the chocolate side of the bracket. So it's it's chocolate versus uh, fruit, 
a lot of people were very understanding of why we need to split up for basically give a, a non-chocolate side and a chocolate side. But I admit, and they admit that it, we probably could have done this entire thing with chocolate only. And maybe we will. We could always, yeah. I mean, we could always, we could run it right back and just, <laughs> just do, I mean, we could do half, half of an entire conference with just M&M varieties alone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You, you want to show some love for all different types of candy, but it, it, it does feel like the the chocolate side is like D one and the and the, and yeah. the non chocolate side is like D two but we'll we'll see how the voting goes. Yeah. All right. So um, how we ended up doing this, Jose and I went through the first round because it was a lot of easy wins, and so we just kind of knocked him out. It was it was going to be too much to ask for you know a lot of uh, uh, listener feedback. So we waited till the Sweet Sixteen, which seems sort of apropos anyway, considering it's a candy store, and then the Elite Eight ATE. And we basically, Jose gets a vote, I get a vote, and then we have, we solicited you, the listener vote, as a collective, you know, the overall percentage was your vote as the tiebreaker because, you know, we are at odds for some of these. And so we thought it would be fun to kind of involve everyone. So uh, without further ado, let's get into these final four matchups because I know I don't know your vote, you don't know my vote, and uh, you have all the listener votes sitting right in front of you. So. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start off with uh, Twizzlers versus Skittles in the non-chocolate final. Uh, I think this is, uh, to me, this was one-sided. Like, I'm a big fan of Twizzlers, so I guess I was a little biased. It really wasn't close. I'm not a huge Skittles person. Uh, so I, I easily am taking Twizzlers here. This one was hard because, uh, to be honest, I'm not a huge diehard fan of either one of them. Mm -hmm. I think between the two, if I had them right in front of me, I would probably – it's weird because when I was younger, I probably would have gone Skittles. But now, mm -hmm. for some reason, I guess now that I'm older, I don't want something that's quite as psychotically sweet. And Twizzlers <laughs> are a little easier to chew. So I think, I think I'm going to go Twizzlers on this one too, actually, which kind of takes some of the air out of the sails as far as what the third vote was. But – that's that's the way yeah, it goes. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, the the, the so the, the thing that's weird about this is so I we both took Twizzlers. Fan vote though, 77% with Skittles. It was almost to the point that wow. I switched my vote, but I, I just <laughs> had to be true to myself. I was like, well, I don't like Skittles that much. You yeah. know, I can't pick Skittles. So I, I thought we'll we'll see what Lou picks. I'm not gonna not gonna poison yeah. the water here or anything like yep. that. Um, but this is the rules. We we get to select who moves on. This is why sometimes this is what I kind of like about the fan vote, too, because you could think, oh, look, the fans voted and this is going to be selected. But there's also variables that are out of your control. And uh, Lou and I have picked Twizzlers to go on to the final. Done. Nice. All right. And the other one here, uh, Snickers, the overall number one seed yep. against Reese's, the upstart of the tournament. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. The, the, this is really tough because this is really, in my opinion, this is basically the championship. Yes. Because Reese's is just, they're so delicious. Like, both are just so <laughs> incredibly good. Like, like, if you're sitting there, like, my son's asking to do more taste tests. He's like, oh, you know, can we get Reese's? Like, just like this has been the thing to do. And he says, Reese's are, he's loved Reese's since he was like one or when, however old he could, you know, whatever the age was where he was able to eat it. Yeah. Snickers, since there's nuts, I guess he couldn't eat it right away. But this was a really, really difficult choice. 
I'm going to let you go first because I've talked so much. I've set it up. I'm going to let you go first since I went first in the last one. I was really hoping not to go first on this one because <laughs> I, I, I've been debating this pretty much all week and I've been – it's it's so hard because they're both just – as candies go, it's amazing how these two feel perfect and yet they're yeah. so different in a lot of ways. I think – So basically how I look at it is just if they're both sitting in front of me, which one am I grabbing first? And I think it's going to I think it has to be Reese's. I think it's going to be the Reese's peanut butter cups. The, the Snickers is there. It's it's delicious. And I think under any almost any other circumstances, I'd be grabbing the Snickers. But I like I've said in the last four rounds, I think chocolate and peanut butter is probably the best flavor combination that's ever been created and that's not being hyperbolic that's just i think that i would put that up against any other maybe peanut butter and jelly is the only one that comes close but chocolate and peanut butter is unless you're allergic to peanuts there's almost yeah. nothing better so i think i'm going so, Reese's. okay Reese's for you and i'm going to say that while i agree chocolate and peanut butter are among the great flavors ever created i think you're forgetting about caramel added in there and no. No, I wasn't. Because it's chocolate, <laughs> peanut butter, and caramel in the Snickers bar, plus nuts. I, mm. This was really, really tough. I uh, Eventually, I I just went with Snickers because I know if I go to the store and I have a dollar, whatever it costs, and I can pick one of these to buy, I'm probably going to buy the Snickers unless I'm sharing with my wife or my son, in which case I'll get the Reese's since you could get them the other cup or whatever. But for the most part, for just me, I'm taking Snickers here. Okay. Uh, so you've you've taken Reese's. I've taken Snickers. The reason I saved this for the last vote is because it was the closest among in the final four. There were a lot of people who were really diehard on both sides. Yeah. In the end, Snickers took the vote 54.5%. Wow. 54.5%. Wow. So basically we're talking razor thin margin. Yeah. It really wasn't that much of a difference. A few votes here and there. Uh, Damn. Snickers advances to the final versus Twizzlers. Snickers, Twizzlers is a bit of an upset, honestly, because of the fact that the fan vote had gone with with Skittles. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Snickers was our overall number one seed to begin with. It's not too surprising. I think one of those matches where you get like a Duke versus North Carolina, where you could play the match ten times over and you, you just get a different score every time. To, you know, five five times to Duke, five times to North Carolina. I just think Snickers is the is the king is the king of the king of the candy store. I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, <laughs> jump the gun and uh, declare uh, Snickers the king of the candy store. I mean, I think <laughs> I, we can still put it out to a vote, but yeah, it, it does feel it feels a little like uh, I'm trying to think of uh, it. It almost it's a I mean, I championship. Hate, I, uh, well, I hate to use this example because it it breaks my heart, but. It almost feels like when the the Red Sox beat the Yankees in the with the 0304 uh, you know and then yeah, it's the like season, people yeah. forget that they the Red Sox still had to play the Cardinals in the World Series <laughs> but everybody yeah. kind of just it was just auto, you know you, it's sort of an after it's like oh by the way kind of fact so it's I, you know it yeah, it's kind of similar like it's, or like in the the Miracle on Ice where the the, the Americans beat uh Russia in the ice hot in in, in the what is yeah. the nineteen eighty ice hockey game, but that was just the semifinal. 
that wasn't the final. Everyone right. thinks that that was the final. Yeah, but I think right. they had to be Finland or some some other team in the in the final. So it, that's a really good point. Yeah, it's a good way of looking at it. I like that. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you never know. The fan vote might surprise us. I, I, it's I, it's not looking good, but you know, we'll still no. we'll still play it out and see how it goes. Yeah. I, Almost no one dislikes Snickers. I've seen a lot of people say that they didn't like Twizzlers, which I also found weird. Like, how can you not like Twizzlers? But that's fine. I can and see not not, necess- not liking them, but I don't dislike. You know, there's I don't know. I mean, there's certain candies that I dislike, but uh, Twizzlers feels very, you know, high high floor, low ceiling kind of thing. Yep, I so. can agree with that. All right, so All right. that's it. So it's going to be Snickers versus Twizzlers in the finals. Um, uh, probably somewhat anticlimactic finals, but. You know that's the way that's the way the seeding goes, and like I said, maybe we'll run it back and uh, we'll just we'll do all chocolates or we'll do something we'll sports nicknames or something. I, I think the bracket is is here to stay. It's a lot of fun, so it seems like you guys at home enjoy it too. So why not play do play what works, you know? And uh, that's gonna do it. Yeah. So season two, episode forty eight in the books. Go back and listen. iHeartRadio, Amazon, Odyssey, Anchor. Wherever you got us, that's where you should get us and keep getting us because that's where we're going to be. So that's going to do it. For Jose Ortiz, I'm Lou Ruggieri, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.